0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on. you're going to get 20% off your next order. On today's show, we're going to try to talk about baseball. It is the NBA draft today, very excited about that. Uh, some Kansas players uh, might, be, uh, might be getting selected tonight, so, so you can look forward to that as well. On today's show, let's talk about the fact that Cody Pellinger is having shoulder surgery. Luckily, it's minor surgery. He's going to be fine. They, he'll be back on track for spring training. But to have surgery over an injury you got while celebrating a home run is, is kind of funny. As long as he's okay, as long as he recovers fine, it is kind of funny that he's having shoulder surgery because he celebrated too hard. He truly partied too hard and hurt his shoulder whenever he hit that home run in the ALCS. And people were worried that was going to actually have him miss the World Series, which, you know, luckily it did not. And luckily he still had a really good uh, postseason run. But I am glad the Dodgers captured that ring for sure. But uh, it is kind of funny that Bellinger needs a little bit of a a tune-up in the shoulder after celebrating too hard. Theo Epstein has resigned from the Cubs, and to me – this was writing on the wall for sure. It certainly seemed that way. You can listen to Lockdown Cubs, but it certainly seemed that way for Chicagoans, that Indians or whatever they call themselves, uh, expected this to happen, and this is no surprise to them. I'm interested in what the direction of the Chicago Cubs is, though. Uh, do, you, do you try to improve around Rizzo, Bryant, Baez? Do you try to improve around this core? Or do you start to trade off pieces? They're kind of in a weird spot right now and a spot that I don't think Kansas City will ever get to because the baseball fandom in Kansas City is not what it is in Chicago In Chicago their fans are more rah-rah in your face, you know, trying to be good every year in Kansas City. They're just supporting the product. I mean, whatever happens, happens. That's why that's why they go through that 30-year playoff drought and nobody really jumps ship. I mean, whatever happens, happens. We're just going to go out to the K have a good time. And, and they're going to be supportive and loyal to their team. Chicago is supportive and loyal to their team as well, but they also want everyone fired and everyone traded after bad games and things like that. So I, I wonder at what point, is winning a World Series for the first time in 108 years no longer worth anything? Because it certainly feels like from the from the limited fan outrage I've seen on Twitter that the Cubs fan base might be getting to that point. I mean, what point will winning a World Series for the first time in 30 years wear off on the Royals? You know, we still celebrate that World Series like it happened yesterday. They've been to the playoffs two times in my life. They've been to the postseason Kansas City has two times in my life. And everyone's just kind of cool with it. Whatever happens, happens. Great miracle run in 2014 and 15. And so that's kind of the difference, I think, is that Kansas City is more realistic and they understand these things take time. Baseball takes time. I think Chicago got that taste of success. They went from lovable losers, and now that goes from a taste of success to the whole... Okay, now we're expected to win. It becomes a taste of success to expectations. And I don't think that Kansas City will ever put high-pressure expectations on Dayton Moore and this organization because they understand that in a small market, you cannot rush these things. You can't go sign Bryce Harper. You can't go accelerate your rebuild by doing that. You can't go trade for Francisco Lindor. You've got to find your talent. And that's why it's so important that Alberto Mondesi pans out. And he's done this before, had a good little stretch during the season. Everyone's back aboard. Everyone's back saying he's a future MVP. Everyone's back saying that he's legit. And then the next year, he starts terribly, is terrible for the entire season until the end of the year to get you to buy back in. And then you all buy back in and away you go. That's why it's so important that he has to sustain the success. He has to keep this up for a full season. Because if you missed on Alberto Mondesi, that does set your rebuild back a lot. It really does. But the Cubs, I don't know what they're going to do from here, and I'd be interested to see if they put a lot of guys on the market. There was that report that I don't know how credible it is, but there was a report that everyone but Baez is on the table, which would be a little shocking to me, but I get it. This regime probably thinks that, you know, they're, they're kind of going nowhere. Uh, and then with the Padres, they had an amazing tweet, and I don't mean this in a good way. It was a, it was a bad tweet in the sense of the emotions that you take you know, reading it, but Mike Clevenger signed a two year contract extension with the San Diego Padres, but also he is set to have Tom John surgery and will be out for the entirety of this upcoming season. And that sucks. I mean, Clevenger, uh, loud kind of guy, exciting kind of guy. You're going to miss watching him every fifth day. That could be a very fun Padres team, even without him, but it certainly would have been more fun with him. Uh, So, that sucks he's going to have Tommy John surgery, but in the same tweet to go from, "Hey look fans, we've signed this really good pitcher to a 2-year deal, but also he's going to have Tommy John surgery." I cannot imagine being a Padres fan reading that tweet, just what your what your emotions would be like. Going up and down, up and down. Your emotions when eating a Built Bar though are always high because you love them. Built Bars are fantastic. Built Bars are incredible. Built Bars are a protein bar. That tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on. Get 20% off that next order. Builtbar.com. Promo code locked on. 20% off that next order. They have six brand new flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, and cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And they also have their 12 original flavors. which Of those, my favorite has to be the banana bread. The belt bars are soft and easy to chew with 100% chocolate on the outside. Great for pre-workout, great for post-workout, even great as a meal replacement. These things are phenomenal. So get your hands on them today. They're great for the health-conscious person losing and retaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Uh, they also are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Are you doing keto still? Are you, is anyone listening to this podcast on keto? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. That is an amazing diet I have heard. So I want to know your experience with keto, but it can be improved. Your experience can with keto with built bars because built bars are incredible. Again, they're so filling. I'm not lying to you guys. They're so filling that you can use them as an entire meal. I've done it before. That is a big accomplishment for built bar. Billpar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. Billpar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order at BillPar.com. And so we are back on the On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Your Teams Everyday. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E S. On today's show, let's continue talking about baseball. That's kind of what we do here. And I want to talk about Epstein now. Uh, Stepping down. And Theo has won everywhere he's gone. So to me, you do not step down from a place like the Cubs. And I get it. There might be some struggles behind the scenes. And you should go listen to Lockdown Cubs. to Get a full overview of actually what happened in Chicago. Uh, But... You don't step down from an organization like, like the Cubs, I mean, this prideful, amazing, historic organization, Wrigley Field, all the whole shebang, where you literally delivered them a championship for the first time in 108 years. You do not step away from all of that without something else lined up. Unless you're truly retiring from the game of baseball, which I don't think he is, you're not going to step back and away from that without having something lined up. And I think that he can kind of pick the organization wants to go to. I know the Phillies are still looking for a GM, uh, but... You have to feel good if your fan base by, by if your fan base hires Dio, and mean, you just have to be. You have to be in there thinking you're going to get a World Series championship sooner rather than later. Because I don't think the ownership signs off on that hire. I don't think he signs off on agreeing to a contract with an organization that is not want to go all in for a championship. Championship does not want to give him the control he needs to win a championship in that city. This would be a championship hire for whomever gets to hire. So that is what I had to say about that. Moving on now to Francisco Lindor. And there's rumors around Lindor. uh, And there was an interesting article by Yahoo Sports about should Lindor pull a James Harden. And if you don't know what James Harden is doing, is he's not only demanding a trade, but he's also saying who exactly he wants to be traded to. He wants to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And and it seems as though he's only going to play for the Brooklyn Nets. And this is a, a... trajectory in which the nba has been on for quite some time uh, the nba has been all about player empowerment player movement and and, and they're and they're seeing that come to fruition uh, with james harden and others in recent years so should Lindor do this should Lindor say look indians trade me i want to go to the yankees that's who i want to play for that's all i'm going to play for and, and this is what anthony davis did too if you don't trade me to the yankees that's fine, but just know I am signing there no matter what. So if the Celtics want to trade for AD, that's fine, but I'm going to leave after a year, so there's no point to give up any assets to trade for me. Therefore, you drive your market down everywhere else but in New York, and then New York trades for you, and you get to go to the Yankees. So should Lindor do this? Now, I'm speaking purely for baseball fandom, purely for baseball media, purely for baseball content, right? I am not speaking for for, for Lindor. Lindor is his own individual player, and he has to decide if he wants to do that, if he wants to put himself in that position. Because there will be backlash, especially in a sport like baseball. A sport like baseball does not have a fan base like the NBA, where now this generation of NBA fans – Not really fans of teams. I mean, there's not a lot of people under the age of, like, 30 just a diehard fan of a specific team. They're fans of players, and so if the player moves, that's fine. They now have a new team to root for and watch every single night. That's how NBA fans treat the NBA. Baseball fans do not do that. Baseball fans are truly still rooting for laundry. Baseball and football are the sports where you're really, 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 really rooting for laundry. That's it. If the Chiefs can put anything out there on the field on Sunday, you'd root for them. You would root for them at any point. The Royals could put anything out there, and they have at times. Just put schlop up there. They're still going to root for it, and you root for them, and you do root for them all the time. So baseball and football, you still have your fandoms. You don't have fans of players. You might like watching Tom Brady. You might like watching, you know, Bryce Harper, but you're not a Bryce Harper fan. You're not an over Bryce Harper fan where you would you would root for the Nationals and Phillies, and you would just follow him around the league the same way NBA fans will follow their favorite players around the league. I'm sure that you know in Kansas City, where there's no NBA team, I'm sure you know plenty of people, if you follow the NBA and your your friends follow the NBA, that are a Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, LA fan. They they just traveled around the world with LeBron James. That's what happens in the NBA. So when players do this, it is not heavily criticized by a lot of people. Because the fan base has come to know and love that this is going to happen. And nobody feels bad for the small markets. So should Lindor do this in a sport like baseball, he has to be aware it will not be received the same way it is in basketball. So he has to be prepared for the backlash. Not only are you demanding a trade to a specific team, but it's the New York Yankees. Now for a fan's perspective and for the media and for the content, he should, because this is what I talked about yesterday, bringing baseball back to relevancy, giving baseball something to talk about. Look, I have a podcast every single day about the Kansas City Royals. And right now, the latest rumor we have is from two weeks ago about Matt Shoemaker. That's what I had to talk about with baseball. If baseball gave me something to talk about, that'd be awesome. And we keep baseball in the news cycle, we keep baseball in the headlines. People would talk about, wow, this is the first step to player empowerment in baseball, a sport that does not have very much of that. This is the first step to that. And can more stars do this? Who's the next superstar that can pull a Lindor? Who's the next superstar that can demand a trade and hand-pick the team they want to go to? This adds a layer of conversation if he would do this. I don't think he'll do this. I don't think that for one second. But if he did do it, it would be good, I think, for the game of baseball. Old people will not find it that way. Old people, the old heads that didn't want expanded playoffs that didn't want universal DH that didn't want any change because it's their game that they know and love from the forties. And they hope it stays that way forever. That didn't want it. That did not want instant replay. All those people would not like this. They would not like this decision would not like this move, but for the betterment of the game, to get them in more households, to get them on the news more, to get them on these debate shows that kids watch, to get them on all these things and put them in, in the forefront of the media would be a really good thing. It'd be a really good thing for the game. And I hope that they that they do this. I hope that, they, at, that at some point we have a player in baseball that steps up and says, you know what? I know that I'm under contract for say the Royals, but they're not making moves to win. They're still rebuilding. I've given them three years. I know I still have a couple years left of team control, but forget all that. I want to go play for a winner. I'm requesting a trade. You didn't do enough as the front office to, to improve our situation in my time here. Therefore, I'm demanding a trade and I want to go to a proven contender, whoever that is at the time of this hypothetical trade demand. Uh, could that happen eventually? I just don't think it's in baseball's nature to have that happen. Uh, but if it did... Then you open up Pandora's box to where now baseball is a year-round sport, truly. Because baseball should be a year-round sport. Baseball should never be off the marquee. Because you have spring training in February, the season in, in April, and then the offseason is in you know, late November, mid-November, uh, early November, all the way through January. So you have baseball content, you should have baseball content year-round if you treat the offseason like you did the NBA. So I really think that, you know, they should consider it. They should consider it for sure. These players could really help the league out, honestly, in a, in a back-end kind of way where you're not really expecting this to help the league out. But I think it could. So I think it'd be good for baseball if he did that. Uh, again, I don't think he will. I think that that's just an interesting article and an interesting angle from Yahoo Sports. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.